Can you hit the, the got it button? Hello, everyone, and welcome again to What's Your Mess? Mental, Emotional, Social Status of Life. Today, we have another special guest. This special guest, his name is Prophet Jerry Linsom, Jr. Go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone, Mr. Jerry. Well, greetings, Tracy. Greetings, everyone. I am Prophet Jerry Linsom, Jr. I am from Bridgeport, Connecticut, um, the oldest of uh, four children, um, residing now in North Carolina, Sanford, North Carolina, and loving life to the fullest. I, you know, um, one brother, two sisters, one's deceased. Um, so that's basically who Jerry is. He grew up from Bridgeport, Connecticut, and traveled many places to get to back to North Carolina. Okay. Well, and, and I apologize, it's Prophet Jerry Linsom Jr. that I wanna make sure I'm right with my introduction. So let's start. Let's talk about your mess. Now, uh, for those, if you can't see, uh, cause I know this may be on audio, but um, Prophet Jerry is paralyzed at the moment, right? And I know that that hasn't always been the situation. And I know that you have gone through some things in life, mentally, emotionally, socially, that have affected your status of life. So let's go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about your mess. Um, my mess, I would say my mess began it <laughs> probably from birth, but um, I wanna specifically focus on 2005. Um, is when I became paralyzed and in the wheelchair. Um, going to pick up my godchildren from school, end up in the accident. Um, someone T-boned me, um, get to the point where I go to the hospital, they say, you're fine. Um, come home, a couple of days later, end up to where I'm losing control of bowels as well as urination and go back to the hospital and they says well we need to look into some things so they end up sending me to chapel hill north carolina and i end up getting back surgery and end up my spine was being crushed so i end up being paralyzed i woke up i walked in the hospital the day of the surgery, I walked in, but woke up paralyzed. Wow. Okay. So, okay, let's 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 start here. Let let's start here, because that was that was a lot right there in that little section. Okay, there was an accident. You got t-boned. You went home. Everything was okay. So they say you. Mm -hmm end up getting, going to the hospital again, getting mm -hmm. a surgery. You walk into the surgery, but you didn't walk out. Okay, right. how did that affect you? Let's start mentally. How did that affect you mentally? That affected me mentally. It affected me real bad because of the fact that at the time I was married with my former wife and she had a son. 
and affected me mentally because of I thought about him, of taking him to play ball, taking him to different things, um, going places with him, doing things with him in the home, outside the home, um, outside of church. You know, that, that messed with my mind, you know, to the fact that, okay, um, this is it. Your life is over. That's what mentally I was saying, my life is over. And even though, of course, my life is not over, but um, at that time, my life was over. Right. I, I, can, I can only imagine that that's, those thoughts were what's going through your mind. Now, how did those thoughts affect your, you emotionally? I believe more of, I was a hot, as your story, I mean, as your podcast is, I was a hot mess. Crying, repenting unto God, repenting to God because of things that I've done that I know I was supposed to have done, you know, crying, um, getting to the point of how am I gonna live now? You know, how is, my life is gonna be affected, you know what I'm saying? Because of the fact that all this had happened. There was a lot of days that um, they're alone. And let me tell you, it just was me and God. And I had to come to, Tracy, I had to come to the realization that this is this is it. This is what it's gonna be, but I had to come out of it. Mm-hmm. Of what, if you get what I'm saying, I had to come out of it. I still had to come out of that emotion. I had to come out of that mental state that life is still worth living. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. So now, before we talk about how you came out, let me let me ask a couple more questions. Uh, because I want to make sure everybody knows how you came out. But how did it affect you socially? I was alone. Hmm. Um, to the fact that really didn't have no support. Had family, friends, loved ones, but no support. Uh, the former wife will come every now and then to visit because it's like an hour to two hours away. So every now and then she would come to visit, but being there alone is like, I don't have nobody. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah, that most definitely, because that alone time, it's just you and your thoughts. And if those are the thoughts that you're thinking, then that's going to feel even worse. So with that alone time, how did it affect your status of life now? Because I'm sure that your status of life had to have changed. It changed a whole lot because of um, used to driving, used to being dependent. To be personal, used to taking my own shower. Now I got to wait on people. 
to give me a shower when they're ready to give it to me. I gotta wait to be changed. Um, I couldn't go to church. Church is basically my life. I mean, as you know me and we have talked and we've been in meetings together, church is my life. That's all I have, you know? Um, so all of that was taken away to where you, 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 you go to therapy and then you go back to your hometown, then you have therapy there. And then I go, the doctor's wanting to put me in a nursing home, but the former wife is like, oh, my mama will help, my brother will help, his sister will help. When I get back to my home, nobody's there. Yeah. But, but her and but my son. Maybe like, let me, let me, let me go back. Maybe like the first or the second day. Mm-hmm. Now you can imagine of being paralyzed and I had to sleep in the living room. I couldn't even sleep in my my own room. I had to get a hospital bed, sleep in my own room. Mm-hmm. Couldn't sleep in my own room. And then to the point when you had family or friends come over and if I had to be changed, they had to leave the room. So it was a lot going on mentally, emotionally. It was a lot going on. And then to the fact, and, and then I'm gonna move on from here. Then to the fact I had a sister to die that I couldn't even go to her funeral. Wow. Four, four to five years ago, I walked her down the aisle. I'm sorry. Four to five years ago, I walked her down the aisle and I'm being paralyzed and I get a call that my sister was pregnant and she had an aneurysm, lost the baby and they was gonna work on her. But then two or three days later, she died and couldn't go to the funeral. Couldn't go. Now you talking about mess? Now already paralyzed, already got to wait on folk to change me, wait on folk to feed me. I could feed myself, but I couldn't get up and cook it. So I had to wait on folk to feed me with that. And then I got to the fact that my sister died and really don't have no support or no comfort. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So it was a lot. So... It, it sounds like a lot. And it sounds like it just kept piling up. You yes. know, some like, people say, you know, one thing happens and another thing happens. That's what that sounds like. So I'm sure there's some listeners out there that have gone through situations where they feel like that, where they feel like things are just happening one thing after another. And then it gets so overwhelming for people and people are still having to go through a lot of those types of situations. So can we turn the table and how were you able to start cleaning up your mess? 
first of all, I had to get out of where I was at physically, the home. Um, went to the doctor one day, told him, I want to go to the nursing home. And ended up in the nursing home and ended up with support of meeting people like me and, and worse than me, but still there was support. So I was able to come out of my mess, come out of my mentality, come out of my, you know, my mental state, come out of all of this with people being surrounded me, surrounding me, helping me. The therapist was there. I, I met a friend, Steve Coney. I haven't talked to him in a while, but me and him started talking one day just at the uh, breakfast table. We started talking, we, we ended up friends. And then, you know, when you make yourself friendly, then you could get friends. But when you stay to yourself, if I would have went to the nursing home and just stayed to myself, I probably would have had a nervous breakdown. So you went to the nursing home. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you started to change. So you changed your surroundings. You changed yes. who you were around. It started to change. You know, you mentioned something right there. I want to kind of go back to it. You mentioned how, you mentioned a couple things, but I want to <laughs> go back to how you said you went there and you saw other people who were worse off than you, but yeah. they were still doing things. How did that change your thoughts about yourself? That, that made me to the point, Tracy, that I can do this. Even though I'm paralyzed, I can do this. Uh, me and Steve would be in therapy together. He had a stroke and where he couldn't walk and he, you know, he had, me and him had some similar things going on. He had spasms. I had spasms where our legs would just shake and go all over the place. Like you see my legs shake a lot and stuff. So um, the spasms would be so bad. And <laughs> it just was to the fact that being around people that were like similar to me, but able to come out of where I was at. Sometimes I would visit people in their rooms just to talk to them. That helped me mentally, mentally. You see what I'm saying? That helped me. So yeah, it, it's to the point that when you see yourself in a situation, it's not always dead. Mm. Even though my legs were dead, And so once your your thoughts started to change, how were you now emotionally? I was better. I was better to the fact that I didn't have thoughts of suicide. Come on, because sometimes when you're when you're in a situation and there's really nobody there, you would get to the point to say, what's the use? Mm. 
Now, suicide is not the answer, mm -hmm. but emotionally and, and, and mentally, you say, well, who do I have? Mm -hmm. In my mess, who do I have? So why am I here? I might as well commit suicide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's some listeners out there who've probably been in that type of situation where that mind frame and that emotional turmoil leads to those types of thoughts yes so once so 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 once you got your your mentality your mindset changed your emotions started to change you changed your so you already said you changed your social setting because a lot of times that's all some people need like some people just really need to change their social circles that they're in in order to get more support or get better support in order to come out of their messes. So tell everybody a little bit more about how did you get to where you are now as far as life? Well, as far as life, you know, I got to the point that when I got the surroundings of people that were like me and I got to the point where, hey, I can make it, I can do this. Um, doing therapy and stuff, it got to the point to where in November of 2005, it was during Thanksgiving time, we had therapy and I began to walk with a walker. Now, they, they, they told me, oh, uh, 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 you gonna walk today. Well, no, I, I, I'm, I'm scared. I, 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 you know, I'm like a baby again. I, I, I can't walk. The doctor said, so can I go here for a minute, Tracy? So many times, now don't get me wrong, God sent the doctors here, but so many times the doctors will tell you something and it will stick in your mind and you will say, I can't. But one thing, I'm gonna go back for a minute. One thing that the doctor told me, he came in one day and he did his, um, what do you call it? His um, his, well, his visit. And he began to take a pen. He told me to close my eyes. He began to take a pen and go up and down my feet. And he said, do you feel that? Tell me what leg that, what, what left or right? What, what side am I on? And I said, I don't feel it. He said, medically, I can't do nothing else. He said, but I know you a man of God. I know you're a man of faith. So, you, you could get out of this. But because the first thing the doctor said was, I have to stay in a nursing home by myself. I can't do by myself. I can't do nothing for myself. I, I'm, 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 I'm paralyzed. I can't walk. And so when it get to the point when November comes and the therapist, it's a new therapist. Now I don't know this therapist. I don't trust this therapist because it's not the one that I'm working with. Mm -hmm. Oh, come on. Sometimes you get to the point, I'm going to go here for a second and then I'm getting it. Sometimes you get to the point where you trust one person that you can't trust nobody else. But God will send somebody else, come on, God will send somebody else in the place of that other person to push you further. <laughs> Talk about it. So the man said, let's get into, let's get into the parallel bars. And so you know, I was used to the parallel bars, holding on to the parallel bars. 
and they got the gate belt around me and everything. He said, but now we're going to use the walker. Now, I didn't, that first day, I didn't walk like a normal walk, but I moved my feet. Mm-hmm. And then when I went back to the doctors, he said, when I had it, it's like a, like, say this is my foot. When I had movement, he was like, wow, Jerry, I never would have thought you would have move. I thought, so, yeah. So yes. I'm glad you said that because that's where we're about to go. If there's someone out there listening that's going through, and it doesn't even have to be the situation of being paralyzed. Exactly. It can be any type of situation in life that could paralyze you. It doesn't have to be a physical paralysis. It could be a mental, it could be emotional. What are some things that you could suggest? You mentioned faith. Uh, what were some things that you did or some things you can suggest to listeners that they can do to come out of the messes that they may be going through now? First thing, get around somebody that has accountability that can get you to where I look at my queen. There's some days I mean, everybody see me on ATS and see me on Pain 2020 and I'm smiling and stuff. And not always them days is that way. But my accountability partner, my queen, my rib will push me. So get to the point where you got accountability a partner. Get to the point where you're around positive people. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that I did, th- I did do during this time of being paralyzed till now is pray. My prayer life has changed tremendously from that timing to now. Um, And then it's to the point, a lot of, let me go ahead for a minute, Tracy. A lot Mm -hmm. of Christians don't believe in going to therapists going when i mean therapist i'm talking about a a, um a a psych a psych what do you call it psychiatrist or a regular therapist not a fit not a physical therapist not a um speech therapist but a therapist that you can go and talk to sometimes if you don't have that accountability partner you have to go to that therapist you have to go to that psychotherapist psychologist excuse me you have mm-hmm. to go to colleges. Now, all the time they want to put you on medicine. Now, that's up to you if you want to take the medicine or not. But what I'm saying is get to somebody that will listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Push you to the side. Mm-hmm. A lot of people push you to the side because they don't, they don't grow out of their mess. Come on. They don't grow out of their mess, them ESS. They don't grow all of it, and they don't feel they have to help nobody else. But baby, if you got if you got through it, you can get through it all by yourself. That's right. That's and it right. wasn't God neither. <laughs> yes, and God works through people. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I was just saying God works through people. So sometimes yeah. it's people that you need. Go ahead. 
And what uh, what I really love is that when you get out of something and you help somebody else, there's a blessing in it. Mm-hmm. One plan is, one water is, but what's the other saying? God gives the increase. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yes, so sir. when you 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 plant it, I'm watering. I'm watering it. You planted this podcast of mess. I'm watering it. Now God's going to give the increase to the people to come out of their mess. That's right. And you don't have to be there. You don't have to stay in that state that you are in. There is help out there. Prayer helped me a whole lot. Meditation helped me a whole lot. There were times, Tracy, I had to sing myself to sleep because mm-hmm. I was so much in pain and the pain medicine didn't work. Mm-hmm. There was times that there was thoughts coming and I had to sing to get rid of those thoughts. That's a good one. Singing to get rid of the thoughts. Yeah. When you enter into... <laughs> When you enter into worship, it'll take, mm. can I go there for a minute? You can go there. When you enter into worship, it takes you into a place that where you're, you're, out, of your, you're out of yourself. You, have may, you may have gotten bad news that day from a doctor, from a family member, from a bill collector, whatever. <laughs> but I dare you to go into worship. I dare you to go into praise. That mess, that mindset will change. Them emotions will change. Mm-hmm. That social will change. Come on. Because when you get into worship, Sometimes you have even, even you have to cry. And it's not sometimes like a bad cry, like, oh, somebody hurted me. I broke up with my boyfriend. I broke up with my, no, but sometimes you have to cry. And in that cry, you're worshiping. Mm-hmm. And so tears me. cleanses the soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That is right. Sometimes, y'all, you have to cry. They say a man shouldn't cry. Shoot. Renee will tell you, I'll cry in a minute. <laughs> Crying is a release. When yes. You, cry, you release it, and it, it, it lightens you a lot of times. Once yes. you release in tears, you can come back refreshed. Yes. So this has been awesome. Um, what I want to do is ask you this. Uh, you said praying, meditation, singing, getting around like-minded people. That helped change your mindset. It changed your emotions. You changed your social, and that changed your status of living. Now, I want to ask this. I know you start, You said you started walking a little bit and moving your feet, and you were on the walker. 
um, and you're you're in the wheelchair now, right? Mm-hmm. How did you get to be where you are now? When I say that, I mean like you've written a book, you've done um, other interviews, you've done you've you've done uh, speeches, you've done all these other great things that you have done. Although you are still in the wheelchair at this moment, could you tell everyone? What are some of the things that you've done and how were you able to do a lot of the things that you've done? Basically, like support, like you said. Um, It's to the fact that, um, let me go here for a minute. Um, Walking with a walker and then 2019 got hit by a car to where now um, I don't walk no more because my leg is contracted and basically paralyzed, but I do have movement in my legs. So getting to the point to where, first of all, I had to love myself, accept the fact that Jerry, this is life. Now, 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 let me say this. I wasn't hanky-dory with all that was going on. I was mad with God a couple of times. From 2005 until today, there's been some times that I was mad and upset. Like, what do you mean I got to go through this and I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do? So, but anyway, support, loving myself, getting to the point that there is, there's a, there's a need of me. See, if I stay to myself because I'm in a wheelchair, if I didn't write the book, if I didn't do the speeches, if I didn't do the interviews, a lot of people wouldn't be blessed and I will lock up my bowels. But because I opened up and said, hey, there's still life. Just because I'm in a wheelchair don't mean that I can't get to where I need to go. Because I'm in a wheelchair, there's a woman that still loves me and take care of me and deal with my mess. That M-E-S-S and deals with it daily. Mm But that's why I can pray for her and she can pray for me and we get strength from each other. That is so inspirational. That is that that is so motivational. So you mentioned, I heard you say you have a book. Yeah. Could you tell everybody a little bit about your book? Well, the book is it's called um, Broken Bones But Not a Broken Soul. And basically dealing with accidents, (laughs) uh, car accidents, my head being ran over by a car, me me being thrown off of a house. Um, Book is talking about bad relationships, good relationships. You know what, let me read this. Let me just read the back of this, if I may. Yes, you may. In this book, you will read how God has truly brought me out. And if he did it for me, he can do it for you as well. 
different events forever changed the course of my life from being in various car accidents, failed relationships, and hitting rock, rock, rock bottom. These events also led me to the greatest blessings, but having faith truly brought out the best in me. Man, and what was the title again? And where can people get this inspirational book? Cause that sounds, oh my gosh. It's called, it's called Broken Bones, but not a broken soul. Mm. And you can find it on Amazon, as well as um, Barnes and Nobles. And all you have to put in, if you can't remember the title, Broken Bones, Broken Bones, but not a broken soul. Um, it's not the title that I have in the church, but it's just my name, Jerry Linson Jr. If you just go on Amazon and put Jerry Linson Jr., you will find the book. Okay. Are there some other um, ways that anyone can reach out? Or you have any other resources um, or websites that people can visit if they want to check you out some more? Yes, they can check me out some more. We have um, on 6 o'clock, I mean, sorry, 7 o'clock a.m. From Tuesdays to Thursdays, we have Crazy Weird News, where it's on mexitverse.com. And you will find me, my wife, and another young lady talking about news, talking about crazy news, talking about weird news, talking, <laughs> talking about just different things that's going on in the world. And then at the end of every session or every broadcast, before we end, my wife has an, an inspirational word or an encouraging word. And then after she finished, Levon goes and I go. So it's very, very awesome. It's called Crazy Weird News. It's mexitverse.com. Also, me and the queen have a podcast. Okay. And it's called Winsome with the Lensums. You will find that on redcircle.com. Also, you'll find it on Spotify, am I correct? You will find it on Spotify and you will hear about how me and the queen met, how we dealt with life as we were courting, how we dealt with life as of me being in this last accident. You will hear just stories and uh, good laughter of what the Linsoms are doing. There's an adventure with the Linsoms. <laughs> That sounds enjoyable. That sounds fun. We'll have to check that out. And what yes. I will do, so for anyone listening, those uh, websites and those links will be available to you. So I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Prophet Jerry Linsom Jr. for your thank story, you. for your mess, for your inspiration and in all things that are coming to you. Thank you. Did you have any last words for your listeners? Yes, if I would say to the listeners, be encouraged. We're in the timing that we know we're still in this pandemic. The monkey pox, monkey pack, whatever it's called, is still out there. Be safe, be wise, but there's a lot going on, but be encouraged because of the timing that we're in there is still a shifting going on 
in the spirit. There's a shifting going on that where you can move from where you're at. You don't have to stay in the same place that you're in. A lot of times our mindset will tell us, not even our mindset, folks will tell us you can't and it will stick with us all during our life. And when we accept that, we lose out the blessing that was for us. To be a motivational speaker like the great one you are. Now, I'm quite sure probably during your life, someone told you you can't. I'm quite sure someone told you you're not going to do it. You ain't worth it. But because you pushed, come on, hi, yeah. Mm, I told. Mm, mm. I'm not going to say excuse me, but I, I, I get excited. But because you pushed, there are do. I know I'm supposed to be talking to the people, but God shifted me. Because of you pushed, there's going to be a legacy for your daughter. Because of you pushed, there are doors opening up. Mm. There are doors opening up for you because you pushed. That's you, Tracy D. Armstrong. I receive it. I receive it. But to the people, push. Get out of your way. Get out of your own way. We were talking on Crazy Weird News the other day and know your worth. Know your worth. Someone may say you only worth two pennies. Work those two pennies, baby. <laughs> Work it to that million. And show that person, yeah, you said two, but look what I got now. Mm -hmm. So to the people, be encouraged. You can make it. Even though you may be facing things, you may be going through your mess, you can make it. There is a rainbow at the end of the tunnel. Thank you so very much. So as I wrap up, what I like to leave everyone with is if you want to stay sad, live in the past. If you want to stay worried and anxious, think about the future. If you want to be happy, live in the present and be grateful for the things that you have. This is Tracy D. Armstrong, your Motivational Moment Mentor. Thank you for watching. What's your mess? Have a great day, y'all.